Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cordelia Reed. Uh, you know, this is part two of celebrating the uniqueness of you. And I have to tell you that this is one show <laughs> the enemy did not want recorded. He has done everything uh, in his power, literally, to try to prevent this show from recording at this very moment, literally. Um, so I am actually doing this show with some technical difficulties. And my prayer is that someone's life will be changed and someone's life will be better 100 fold because of listening to this. And they will know themselves a whole lot more before and they will understand who the Holy Spirit is within them, within them from listening to this show. So either way, uh, we know that God is with us. We know the Holy Spirit is here with his comfort, his joy, and his peace. And so I thank you for taking the time to listen to this today. So, you know, if you listen to part one, you know that we went into basically what's in you and what makes you so unique. And I'm wondering, did you get up this morning thinking about how unique you were? Or did you get up this morning with an agenda of everything you need to do today? And most people get up with the latter, right? So, you know, I started the last show with a couple of things that are different about me. And I'm going to go into a little bit on this show. Then I'm going to talk about you. How about that? You know, I know I mentioned in my first podcast that, you know, throughout my entire life, God has always spoken to me in dreams. So in dreams and visions and those kinds of things. And, you know, one of the things that I didn't realize that I did that most people don't do, uh, you know, I think I talked about the ability to wake myself up in my dreams where it goes a little bit deeper than that. I could be in a dream and I realize that I'm dreaming in some kind of way my subconscious mind uh, gets connected with my conscious mind. That's the best way I can explain it. And I start logically creating the pattern within my dream to the point that I will wake up. And I know what's going to happen when I wake up. I know what time is going to be. Um, I know uh, what's going to happen within the next five minutes or something like that. I know what the weather is going to look like or just something. All that, once again, is the Holy Spirit and all that, you know, once again, those are gifts. You know, I have spiritual friends that don't even set their alarm clock because they wake, you know, they have the ability of waking up at the same time every morning. And that, that is partially biological, but the other part is also the uniqueness of them. Some people can't wake up without their alarm clock. Like I was talking to my husband the other day and he said, you know, you've got to write these things down. You know, I could be somewhere in a dream and not realize, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming. And it's one of those things where I, it's either A, I don't want the dream to end or B, it's like, oh, am I actually dreaming? That means I'm somewhere in my bed. Now in the dream, you could be in China somewhere, right? And you're like, well, I'm actually in my bed sleeping. Oh my gosh, I got to get out of this some kind of way. You know, it's, it's very interesting. So I have a lot of conscious thoughts in my subconsciousness while dreaming. And I think that's just a part of the gift, the uniqueness of the gift that God gives me. Now, I know for a fact I'm not the only one. And hopefully you are also. So we talked about dreams, visions, and then with that, God just gives you things. And that is the uniqueness of my gift. Now, that brings me to the topic that we have today. And the topic today is about, um, I want to go more into spiritual gifts and the uniqueness of them and actually what they are. And why is that so important as to who you are and what God wants to do in your life? You know, uh, with that, with the different things that happen to me, and that's part of it with the dreams, I don't feel like I am myself unless I'm doing ministry. Unless, um, I, and then I feel like, oh, the secret is out. People now really know who I am. And it feels really good. 
And other than that, I feel like I'm just floating through life. I feel like, you know, if I go to the store, I go grocery shopping, I take my kids out, that's a part of life, but I'm also enjoying it. So I'm much happier when I'm actually walking in my purpose. And not that I'm convicting myself when I'm not doing ministry, because ministry is 24-7. Ministry is something you do all the time. It's a simple gesture to a stranger. It's helping someone. It's, it's doing things that God places on your heart to do and not shy away from them because of fear. So that is what we uh, really do believe as people who are saved and have faith. And um, I really do hope and pray that God opens your heart for you to take a look in the mirror and see yourself in a different way versus seeing yourself through the eyes of just other people. And I know that's highly reflective because even as you listen to this today, you're probably thinking more about other people uh, and what people are going to think of you and blah, blah, blah in this situation, that situation. It's, it's very natural to do that because we all do it. What you have to do is be intentional about looking in the mirror, okay, and saying things to yourself that no one else is going to say. All good things, put, placing life into yourself. I'm going to give you this example, then I go again to my spiritual gifts. So I remember when I had some unfortunate things happen to me, and the enemy, and I started doing my ministry, and this was like within the last year or so, and the enemy came and said, so now what are you going to tell people? What are you going to tell people when you don't even have the things that you desire that you want right now? And once again, these are, when I tell you the things that I desire, they're not material things. There are some things I deeply desired in my life. I wanted better relationships in my life. Number one, in my marriage, I wanted better relationships in my life. And one of the people that were around me uh, that God has surrounded me with. And, you know, not just that, I just wanted better and improvement and see improvement. And there are times you just don't see that it takes time. It takes patience. That was That's what God was working with me on. So the enemy came and said, well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to tell people now? Now, what are you going to, you have nothing to show for it. And so what I did specifically, believe it or not, I looked in the mirror and I said to the enemy, though he slay me, I will still trust him. I'm going to tell you something. I've never seen the enemy run that fast away from me. He dwindled and went away so fast. I do believe that at that moment, that was a turning point for me. Because I'm going to tell you, it was very, very, very hurtful. But I know that a part of my uniqueness was being able to accept where I was in life. And also know, because I, the Holy Spirit was talking to me the whole time, trust him and believe what he said, even though I didn't see it. It was one of those situations where you've got to say this to be intentional because when Job said it, eventually he got double of what he lost, right? He got a double portion. His life was increased. Now that's the kind of trust and faith God wants us to have. And that's exactly, I know where God was leading me to that and learning to love without expectations and limitations. But that, my dear, is another podcast. <laughs> so let's talk about your uniqueness. And, you know, I know as you listen to this, there are things that go on in your mind. And, you know, sometimes when I, I mention some of the issues that occur in my life, I go really deep into the problem. Sometimes I stay general, but that's only because of what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. You're probably listening to this, thinking about the things that have happened or occurred in your life. And you're wondering, how did I handle that? Did you get upset? Were you, did you react emotionally? Well, you probably did. And we all do. And I don't want you to convict yourself for that. I don't want you to compare how you handled your problems to how I handled that particular problem. Now, that's one problem I handled like that. And there are other problems I did not handle like that. 
So I just want you to understand that that's an example in order to inspire you, inspire you to uh, be intentional on getting the enemy out of your life when it comes to different issues. And that is an attack of the enemy on the authority that God has given you, right? God gives you the authority over the enemy. Uh, if you think about Luke 10, 19, and this is one of my favorite um, verses. So whenever you have problems in your life, when things attack you, I want you to start to think about spiritual warfare, okay? And I want you to go into the uniqueness of what God has given you and the uniqueness of who you are. So if you go with me to Luke 10, 19, and one of the things that God says is, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have got to learn to paste that on your heart, okay? Paste that on your heart because that's what's going to kick into play when you really are attacked directly and indirectly. That's more of a spiritual warfare kind of verse. But know that in order for things to occur in the natural, they have to occur in the supernatural first. So when you say that prayer, you are attacking things more in the supernatural for it to occur in your favor in order to release greatness, comfort, security, peace, and that nothing shall harm you in the natural. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, send me an email. I can explain it better. All right, so let's go into your uniqueness of your spiritual gifts. You know, up until about... I want to say um, maybe two and a half years ago, I had no idea, maybe three, I had no idea what a spiritual gift was. And, you know, I may have said this in my other podcast, but, you know, I've been in church once again all my life. And, you know, once I became an adult, I wasn't going as regularly as I went as a kid because I was with my parents. But at the end of the day, no one said anything about a spiritual gift. Why is that? Why is that? You've got a question. For some reason, spiritual gifts, they're so great, but yet they're so misunderstood because it's something we technically can't see. But until you appreciate what's in you and tap into what's in you, you will have no appreciation. You cannot manifest it in your life until you understand truly what they are. And only you can give, only you can talk to the Holy Spirit and say, God, activate this in my life because I know it's there. God is sending people in my life now that will say, Cordelia, I can see things before it happened. And I knew this was going to occur. And then this happened. And then there's something in me said that this is what I was supposed to do. And, you know, this is, we're not even really into spiritual conversations when they start talking about this. There may be something that's said in the conversation that's inspirational. And there may be something where, you know, they understand who I am. Then they'll say that. But usually when it's, we talk about spiritual gifts, we talk about, you know, these need to be activated. A lot of times they're activated with people that are around you of great faith. And these are people that God sends to your path and say, hey, this is probably why some of these things are occurring to you because this is what I placed in you. Now, I did a simple Wikipedia search on spiritual gifts. And basically, I, I love what it says. So if you do wiki spiritual gift, this is my reference today, other than the Bible. Uh, it says, these are supernatural graces which individual Christians need, need, that's very interesting, and were needed in the days of the apostles to, to fulfill the mission of the church. Now, I'm going to take that a step further, that these are gifts that individual Christians are given from God and that they can use and will use, and it's the only thing they can use to help unite the body of Christ. So we're not talking about a building when we talk about a church. We're talking about the entire body of Christ, which consists of you and me, right? 
So, uh, so I don't want you to narrow yourself down to a faith or a faith as in um, a religious, like, you know, Mormonism or Catholicism. Like, don't narrow yourself down to that. We're talking about church. We're not talking about a building. We're talking about purely spiritual in the body of Christ. And, you know, another thing that says these extraordinary spiritual gifts often turn charismatic gifts uh, are basically in several categories. Number one, the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. Who had the word of wisdom and the gift of wisdom in the Bible? We see that a lot in Solomon, whose father was King David. And one of the things that I love that Solomon said was that, do not look down upon me because the sun has made me black. You know, and that's one of the things that um, him being the wisest man in the Bible, he actually carried his gift very well. But Solomon was very unique. He looked different than a lot of people. He looked darker. And a lot of people... It's no telling how they took that. Either way, it didn't matter because what came with his wisdom was a bunch of wealth. Wealth not only materialistically, but spiritually. And that's what gained Solomon the respect because those things were released in the supernatural. In the natural, he had the respect of many. And that's what made him so unique. And that's what made him the wisest man in the Bible. And, you know, I really feel like this particular story about Solomon was left for us so that we can understand when we look different, when we are different, when we feel different, it is because the Holy Spirit has made us different. It is not uh, most, you know, especially when you're a kid, it's not something that means God hate hate you, and therefore He uh, made you differently. You know, that's really, really, really important. I do know people who have died um, because they could not handle how different they were. It became such a burden to them in life. That they were always fighting themselves. And they fought themselves so much that it became such a physical stressor that it ended up killing them. And this is a very serious issue. This is why we always have to let our kids know that it is okay to be you. When I was a kid, they used to always say, I am me. There was this term that said, I am me, and that's okay. It's okay to be who you are. You are who God made you to be. Oh, so all of that from the gift of wisdom. Wisdom is one of the best, the strongest gifts, I will say, that um, you can have because when you have wisdom it carries you through a lot of difficult times and those are the times you grow the most and become even wiser then you have the word of knowledge and that is essentially the ability to uh, take that knowledge that God gives you and apply it to areas in your life and someone else's the gift to receive knowledge meaning that you are able to hear what people are saying to you and not cast it off as bad advice. And to know, and this goes down to discernment of spirits, and to know what is a word from the Lord versus a word from the devil. That is very, very, very important. So wisdom, knowledge, and discernment kind of all play together. And it's one of those things where, you know, God just doesn't stop with one gift. We actually have multiple. And, you know, those are the things that, you know, that's between you and the Holy Spirit to know. And then once it starts coming out in your life, God will place you in situations that will force those gifts to come out where you don't have anything else to draw on. But when you draw on the Holy Spirit in the issue, he is going to activate a gift within you. And thus it comes out. And then you start using it more practical. Thus you start uniting the uh, body of Christ. So I'll use an example for myself. The gift of kinds of tongues. They actually call it diverse kinds of tongues. The interpretation of tongues. Two very, very interesting gifts. You know, I... Um, I went to a church one time when I was in grad school and there was a lady talking to me and she said, you know, I'm going to place my, my hand in your stomach. And when I do that, you're going to start speaking in tongues. And, and she scared me 
she scared me half to death. I'm going to be honest with you. She scared me and I thought she was crazy and it wasn't a positive experience for me. I didn't feel positive. I, I appreciate her effort at this point in my life, but back then I couldn't. I thought it was forceful. I thought it was aggressive and it did not feel like God. And so I basically ran away from her. I ignored her calls and never went back to church or anything. I think that this is something God has to tell you first. He has to tell you first. You cannot place a gift on someone. He has to activate that within your mind, within your heart. And when Jesus went around speaking, he didn't say, okay, now I'm going to point it to you and you better start speaking in tongues. That's not how God operates. That's not God. That's the devil. Uh, that is the devil masking himself. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing. So I will tell you for me, um, as I started getting more and more into my gift of prophecy and people around me were telling me that, and then of course I kind of knew that already, but it started coming out more and more. As I started praying more, I started hearing some, some like, a, I don't know. I started hearing speaking in tongues in my mind, okay? That may not make much sense to you, but I started hearing a strange tongue in my mind as I prayed. And I was thinking, how am I going to bring that out of me? So I told a friend of mine, and he told it someone else. And they both said, all we have to do right now is start praying for you. And you're going to start speaking in tongues. I said, okay, great. I'm ready. I'm willing. And that's exactly what happened. We got together. We had a soaking session with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we listened to music. We started praying together. And lo and behold, it didn't happen right there on the spot. I'll tell you that right now. It actually happened later on that evening. So it was hours later where I actually started speaking in tongues. And I was so happy. It was like a relief. Now, I did not know what I was saying, okay? A lot of times you have to have the ability to interpret what you were saying. Only God can give you that. Uh, someone else may be able to interpret what you're saying. But, you know, as time went by, the Holy Spirit started telling me what I was saying and what we were conversing on. What I started doing was speaking and crying out to my heart. The Holy Spirit speaks about that. When the heart cries out, Abba, to your father. You know, one of the things that, um, one of the first words that babies learn is daddy. And basically that's crying out to your father, God. And so I started crying out to Jesus, Abba, in my spirit and whatever was on my mind. And that came out when I was speaking in dialogue with the Holy Spirit. And then he would tell me what I was saying. Did not hear people speaking in tongues, you know, at different, you know, uh, prayer sessions. And then he'd tell me a little bit by a little bit what someone was saying you know, whether you want me to share it or not. And then one of the most amazing things actually happened. Just recently, I started um, praying with my kids uh, in my morning sessions. And during that session, I actually speak in tongues. And we started holding hands. And my daughter started telling us what we were saying. And uh, the Holy Spirit is the only one that gave her that. She's only six years old. So I'm very, very happy for her. And this is the most important thing I want you to know. We are in a perilous time right now. And as Christians, we know that we're getting towards the end of times. Now, one thing that's going to happen towards the end of times is going to be a lot more of prophetic people coming out, a lot more spiritual gifts manifesting, a lot more people starting to appreciate the uniqueness of who they are. You're out there and you're hungry for something. You know you're hungry for something because that spot needs to be fulfilled within your heart. And everything that you look for to the world is not there. Look in the mirror and say, you know what? I want to get to know you better. I want to understand who you are. I want another gift discernment of the spirits i talked about that um a second ago discernment of the spirits this is an important gift when it comes to doing this last days and the times because the gift of discernment will tell you exactly who you should talk to where you should go what's going on with this conversation why would i go over there and not over here it's almost like you know 
when people are playing a football game and they, they got to know which direction to take this and which direction to take that. Well, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you saying, this is where you go over there. Then you go speak to that person. That person do this. And that person's going to tell you that. And that's exactly what the gift of discernment is. As the Bible says, God gives you that wisdom and that knowledge, right? So that through that wisdom and knowledge comes discernment. And discernment is when to do things, when not to do things. When to be quick to hear and slow to speak. That is discernment at its best. That is always a practicing gift. It is a daily habit. It's one of those things that, you know, even right now you may feel, let me look in the mirror because I want to discern who I am. I want to discern who's in me. I want to understand myself better. It's a very, very, very unique gift. And I'm going to tell you, the people that have the gift of discernment, they're never wrong. They are never wrong when it comes to uh, what God wants them to do, what God says about other people. They are never wrong because that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not wrong. When they're using their voice of discernment, that gift of discernment through the Holy Spirit, they are not wrong. Now, if they're not using their voice, and it's them, that's different. But I'm talking about with the Holy Spirit. So... Um, I hope that this is, let me just make sure I review these gifts for you because we're getting close to the end of time. We talked about the gift of wisdom, gift of knowledge. Now we talked about uh, you know, two more gifts. Okay. These are really, really important. Increased faith. I think I just gave you an example of that. But another great example of increased faith is that when you're around people, and I hear this all the time, people of an increased faith and you have no faith, that person that has no faith really does receive the favor of the one of the increased faith. That's the importance of even listening to these podcasts because as the favor comes on my life, as I continue to do what God wants me to do and I open up my mouth for God's voice to come out through me, it is going to bless you as well. And this is where I've gotten so many testimonies within the past since I've started the podcast of how changes have occurred in people's lives since they started listening to this podcast and even their gifts are being activated. That is my prayer for you today, that your gifts will be activated. The enemy knows that as your gifts are activated, not only will you need him less, but you will be more powerful in who you are. He is no longer able to say, hey, I'm going to take your power and your authority in this situation. You are activated and more powerful in who you are because of those gifts. And the last and the, one of the best gifts of them all, <laughs> in my opinion, is the gift of prophecy. And you hear that a lot, even through these podcasts. Um, you know, I know I don't give a direct word all the time to the people that's listening, but the prophecy is God's word. God's word is usually just whatever God places on your heart to say to a person, a situation, or to change. Basically, these are game changers. And we know as we get towards the last days, you're going to see a lot more prophetic people come out using their voice for God and not from the devil, using their voice to give life and not death, using their voice to speak over a situation thing or place and to watch that change in the favor of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, I do believe that we're in a time when God is uniting the saints. And I, once again, I think I told you earlier that I meet people all the time where they're saying, hey, you know what? I can see things. I can hear things. Things occur in my life. And I don't really understand how it happens, but it always comes comes to pass. I can think about it. I can dream about it. And then it happens. Or God shows me something in the vision. That's the gift of prophecy. And I want you to be aware, this is a very, very wonderful gift. It's one of the best gifts that the um, the enemy feels highly inferior to. And if you have that gift, you will probably find that throughout your life, the enemy has tried to come, at with, come to you with bulldozers to tear you down. He has sent the spirit of Jezebel, Leviathan, the divisive spirits, everything he could to tear you down to make you second guess who you are and what you have in you. But oh, even with that, because you are naturally drawn to Christ that's in you and God's voice is, 
you know, God uses your temple for his voice, you will come back to him and you are still able to overpower God because of what he places in you. You know, I talked about my gifts with the dreams and visions and trances and things like that. That is an amazing gift. The gift to have the subconsciousness tied to the consciousness. I don't even understand how that works. I don't ask how and why to the Holy Spirit anymore. I just do it. I'm proud of those gifts. And it took me a long time to become okay with that and to speak out about that. And when people see me talk and hear me talk, it's a relief because I feel like I'm finally living my purpose. And this is my challenge to you to find out who you are, embrace who you are, understand what God wants to do with your life, that you have to learn to place yourself aside. And this is where the fearfully and wonderfully made part comes in. Place yourself aside, right? And allow God to step in. Because if you recognize these gifts within you, you realize that your purpose, we just read it from Wikipedia, it is also in the Bible, your purpose is to unite the body of Christ, which means it's not about you, it's about Christ. I have to remind myself of that every day. The ability to die to self is a huge intentionality you must have to embrace these gifts. And the times, you know, oftentimes, especially when you're growing and learning in your, in your gifts, he's going to have you to step aside at times you don't want to. He's going to tell you to do things you don't want to do. You know, now I'm, I'm a lot more obedient now than I was before. And, you know, disobedience is not something you want to walk in in your life because you'll never receive what God has for you because you'll be constantly listening to the devil. But once you start becoming more obedient, he's going to start trusting you with a lot more. To whom much is given, much more is expected. And it becomes a lot easier to do what he has you to do. It becomes a lot easier to utilize those gifts to, to make a difference in someone else's life. That is where your favor and that is where the feel-good moments come in. That is where you really feel empowered by what God has given you. So it's so important to embrace the uniqueness of who you are. This is why people, you hear about those stories, people really, you know, they, they start these ministries and these missions and they start these organizations and programs all dedicated to help other people. They are living their purpose. That's where the feel-good comes from. We're just not here for ourselves. And too often the world tells us that. We see it all over the media uh, we see it every day in, in our workplace, on the, on the job, or even out, you know, when we're shopping or just anywhere. People make it about themselves. It's all about Christ. It's all about helping other people and using what we have to make a difference in someone else's life, which I hope that has happened for you today. I am really out of time. Um, let's just know that Jesus loves you. So do I. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at love at cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A. Uh, podcast.cordelia.com you can reach it uh, find me at iTunes uh, Spotify Stitcher Google Play um, all over the podcast streaming thank you so much for listening today can't wait to hear how this has blessed you uh, have a good day and I'll see you next time bye bye <laughs>